Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and player's guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness, dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. Keep it sexy and game on. Good people, sexy people, welcome to another uh, episode of Game On with Jackson Stewart. I'm your host, and as always, I am super glad to have you guys with us. Of course, as always, some uh, quick reminders. You can catch me on YouTube.com at Game On with Jack, Patreon.com forward slash Game On with Jack, where you can subscribe to Game On Guides. Check out the blog at Game On with Jack dot blog, B-L-O-G. Catch me on Twitter at Game On with Jack. And check out the brand new player shop. Uh, that's game on with Jack that shop. Right now we've got, uh, ebooks going up. I think I've got two more going up this week. Uh, check them out. Great sale going on right now. Each ebook is 99 cent. You can't beat that. Great life hack advice and tips for you as a man on how to play the game better than anyone else. Um, or better yet, just better than yourself, right? Cause that's the ultimate competition. And, um, also putting up more affiliate li- links, <laughs> affiliate links. I had to take some down, but putting up some new ones. So check them out. Uh, only bringing you guys the best products that I feel are uh, worthy of you as uh, as the audience and as virtual friends and virtual fans and uh, the Game On with Jack community. So check all that good stuff out. And that brings us to tonight's conversation. Five ways alpha men handle difficult women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those topics, right? That, uh, half of the people who have read, you know, the, uh, the, the post or, or seen the, uh, the shorts on YouTube, half of them are like, this is awesome. It's about time we had this kind of conversation. And the other half is probably, uh, calling me an asshole, but that's okay because it's a good talk to have. And, you know, why are we having this conversation? Well, you're an alpha male or you're, you know, working on becoming an alpha male. And, you know, just so that you guys know where I'm coming from, I'm not coming from a place of an alpha male. It has to be this dominant, um, abusive, controlling personality An alpha male. Um, and as I've said it before, you know, there's three things an alpha male does. They protect their people and themselves. They make a decision and they are also uh, confident, you know. So an alpha male is not gonna, not necessarily going to be some seven foot tall, four hundred pounds of muscle kind of guy, or or some super sleek 
um, you know, a guy in a thousand dollar suit with perfect hair and a sports car and, you know, throwing money left and right. And Alf Noah can just look like a regular guy, but it's the way he carries himself, right? That makes him an alpha. He's, he's confident. He doesn't put people down. He stands up for people. He stands up for himself. As I've said repeatedly, you know, it's the difference between Superman and Clark Kent. Clark Kent's the nice guy. Uh, people walk over his ass. People don't see him, even though he's there. I mean, hell, the guy is wearing glasses, but he's still a giant of a man. Superman is not a bully. Superman's not, you know, for all his abilities, he's not telling people what to do and, and, and pushing people out of the way. He's a good guy. But because of his abilities and the way he carries himself, and I know he's written this way. It's a fictional character, but it's a great example. Um, you know, pe- people don't mess with him. People don't don't fuck around with Superman. What's that saying? You, you don't tug on Superman's cape. So it's definitely, you know, that's the kind of comparison. Or, you know, another alpha male type fictional character. Look at John Wick. And I love John Wick. Uh, I love the movies. I love the character. I love the the noir, the kind of vibe to it. John Wick does not push people around. He's actually very polite and very considerate, but people don't fuck with him because he's an alpha because he he's clearly decisive. <laughs> if you ever seen a John Wick movie, he doesn't spend a lot of time debating decisions. Um, he's protective of himself and others that he cares about. And, um, and he's, he's confident, but it's like a quiet confidence. Alphas have a quiet confidence to them. And that's something that, that I really enjoy pointing out to people. And, you know, as an alpha, there are ways that you handle people in your life. Uh, it could be people you're meeting for the first time. It could be people you see every day, but especially dealing with difficult women. Do I know difficult women? Oh, the stories I could tell you guys, but I'm not going to. But And take, you know, a lot of this could be maybe she's your boss, maybe she's your coworker, maybe she's your wife, daughter, sister, maybe you're dating her. Maybe she's just a good friend, but any female in your life, any relationship is different because they are female. You know, your male friends, the way you deal with them when they're being difficult is different than the way you would deal with difficult female friends. So these are, to me, the five ways that alphas deal with with difficult women. And a difficult woman is different than a difficult man. Um, That's not being sexist. It's being realistic. Women are more emotionally, uh, I hate to say driven, but they're more emotional than men typically are. Not all but typically are Uh, women also tend to be smarter than men. So there you go. There you go, ladies. (laughs) The difference works for you also. Um, But when you're arguing or dealing with a difficult guy, to some degree, there can be a, a debate more heavily rooted in logic. Like, dude, you did this. I did that. That's how this happened. With women, there may be more of a, you know, you did this, but you felt that way. I felt this way. I did this. You felt that way. I felt this way. Feeling is going to be involved at a higher capacity than when you're dealing with difficult guys. Now, that having been said, you know, to some degree, there is a, I won't say a pass, but there is almost like a, 
a wider margin for error because emotions are involved. So you may have a female friend who's just suddenly just bitching your head off and she's going at you and she can pull, well, I'm a woman and I'm emotional about this. And some part of you is going to go, fine, okay, whatever. Is that right? I'm going to let somebody else debate that. (laughs) One of your guy friends pissing you off uh, is not going to say that. He's going to be, well, you know, I felt like typically he's not. It's going to be like, well, you said this and and that pissed me off and and I said that and that made you mad. So it's going to be a little bit less of the emotional uh, consequences of actions and more about the actions. But here's how you handle a difficult female that's in your life. First up, you want to, <laughs> and let me say, these are not necessarily in any order. So you kind of take them as you need to. But first up, and this kind of is like a one and a 1.5. First up is uh, take a step back because if you guys are like me, nobody can push your buttons like your female friends. They can piss you off. They can make you see red. They can make you think up is down and right is left. They can spin you up, especially if you care about them, especially if they're someone who's close to you, if you're romantically uh, tied to them, if you have any kind of physical relationship or, you know, sexual tension or, you know, maybe it's somebody that you has power over you, you know, a boss or a supervisor. They can push your buttons, man. Push your buttons in ways that your guy friends or, or male bosses or male coworkers, whatever, cannot. And you know, if you're a if you're a heterosexual male or a homosexual male, it don't matter. Women can still piss you off differently because it's just that it's that dynamic, right? So take a step back, breathe. You don't want to say something or do something that you're going to regret. Um, like, fuck it, I quit. Or screw you, I can't do with you on this team. Or I'm not going to talk to you again. Or go to hell. Or, or calling her maybe a, something that you do not need to call her, especially in the heat of the moment. Um, so take a step back. Breathe. Um, you know, it's really important to kind of recenter yourself because you're so stressed out. Now, 1.5 of that is... Practice some empathy and understanding. And I know that's going to be damn hard right now, right? But that's why you want to take a step back and breathe. You want to calm yourself down. And so when you're dealing with difficult women and relationships, it's really important to remember that some of their behavior may be a result of other issues. Like I said, women are emotionally driven entities, people, more so than men are. So there could be other shit going on in her life that is causing her to feel a certain way. Those emotions are just sitting there inside of her and you've done something, said something, or she thinks you've done something or said something and you're catching shit. Now try and put yourself in her shoes and understand where she's coming from. You may not even know what's going on, but if it's not her normal pattern of behavior, you can almost guarantee that some, there's some other stuff going down. That's got nothing to do with you. And you know, practice some empathy. And when you're pissed off, it's hard to be empathetic or empathic. I'm sorry. Um, but now that you've relaxed a little bit, you took a couple breaths, you can look at her and try and feel what's going on. Like, okay, she lost her mind about this. 
You never want to tell a woman you're being emotional because that's, that's like a death sentence for you. Um, but you can just go, man, she normally doesn't react like this. Let me take a beat and, you know, let me try and see, you know, maybe how things are looking from her side. Maybe let me go back and look at what I just did. And so, you know, there is a, you just want to try and, 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 and be understanding. Yeah, I know that's hard and I'm not saying be soft about it. And I'll talk about, you know, boundaries in a second. I'm not saying you just need to like roll over, especially if she's like said some nasty shit or done some nasty shit, but, um, just kind of allow kind of an emotional benefit of the doubt, especially if this is not who she normally is. Okay. So that doesn't excuse her behavior if it's been way out of line, but we'll talk about that in a second. Next up, you want to set some clear boundaries. Okay. So in my experience, this is where guys, where men and women tend to differ a lot. Men tend to know what they can get away with, with each other, right? Like, um, you know, I know I can't say this. I know I can't talk about his mama. I know I can't talk about his daddy, whatever, because they know that they've crossed the line. It's going to be a fucking fight. Women, when they get emotional and they get into an argument, man, the claws come out, the gloves come off, and they can just about say some shit that otherwise they wouldn't be able to get away with saying. So boundaries are crucial to talking to difficult people in, in relationships and ha handling difficult, difficult people in relationships. Um, your boundaries will protect your emotion and your physical well-being, you know, and we're not talking about laying hands on each other, but just sometimes, you know, all that negativity, all that stress, all that anxiety of dealing with a difficult person or a normally easygoing person at a difficult time can make you physically sick, right? So that's what I mean by physical well-being. Um, but setting boundaries can also prevent conflicts from escalating, you know, and you want to be assertive. You want to communicate your boundaries in a clear, respectful manner. Like, hey, I don't care how pissed off we get at each other. You can't say stuff like that again. Or, you know, don't attack my whatever. Because you're going to have misunderstandings. Because we don't, you know, we're not telepathic. We don't all have the same kind of thought processes. We don't all have the same kind of, you know, social mores and understanding. So, yeah, you're going to say something that's going to piss each other off and get on each other's nerves maybe hurt each other's feelings. But if this person has routinely been good to you and good with you, that's where that empathy and understanding comes into place. Like, man, she said some shit to me that pisses me off, but I know that's not normally her. So I need to understand that something caused some unusual behavior on her part. Now, when do you set these boundaries? Maybe not in the heat of the damn moment. I mean, you could try, but usually when people are really pissed at each other, you telling the other person what they cannot do and what's a boundary is just going to make them want to do it anyway because they want to get back at you because they're mad and et cetera. Maybe after things have calmed down, you want to de-escalate it. I've got a good friend. <laughs> Excuse me. I got a good friend and she's listening. She knows, but we have a rule. We call it the 24 hour rule. If we're, <laughs> if we're really pissed off at each other, we've had an argument. Only one day can go by of us not talking. And then the other one has, somebody has to call each other or text each other because when we care about each other, 
Uh, two, life is short and horribly uncertain. And, you know, it would be terrible to have something happen to someone that you're on the outs with, but normally you care about them greatly. Um, and, you know, and we, we have boundaries, what we can say, what we cannot say. And a lot of that's just been, you know, hashed out over time. But, you know, boundaries are as much about you respecting yourself as you want the other person to respect you and them. Because that makes them just look like a piece of shit if they take low, low shots at you in an argument. So definitely you want to establish those boundaries. And here's the thing. If this difficult woman keeps coming for you, right, in these moments with just, you know, venomous, nasty, snarky, underhanded comments, you know, you got to ask yourself, if she keeps violating her boundaries, is she worth keeping in your life? And let me let me kind of preface all of these steps with you got to figure out if this woman's even worth any of this. Is she worth dealing with in in her difficult ways? Is her difficult ass worth putting up with, to be honest? And you know, all of these are I'm assuming you're going, yes, yes, she's worth it. Okay. Um, third step. And like I said, I, I'm numbering them, but they can kind of be out of in any in any order. Uh, communicate effectively, dear God. Communication is key, right? So effective communication is key when you're dealing with a difficult woman in a relationship. I know that you might think, oh God, Jack, that sounds so fucking weak, but you got to use I statements to express how you feel and what you want. And guys, this is a struggle for us sometimes, especially when you're pissed off. We don't listen. We just wait to talk. You got to hear what she's saying. And that works in two ways. Number one, you get an idea of what is going on in her head, you know, and you're like, man, like that's what she's thinking. Number two, it works for you because you can list all her points she just made and go back and say, well, if you said this and then you said that, it does make sense because what you finally said doesn't agree with either of those two things. And fellas, women hate logic. <laughs> and if you catch one in a logic web where they're like, okay, fine, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It isn't about winning when you deal with a woman who's difficult. It is about um, adding a positive layer to your interactions. And, you know, and, and, a large portion of women, if once they, here's the thing, a large portion of women, when they become very difficult and very argumentative and just hard to handle, a good portion of them know that they are that way. Like they're thinking, like, oh my God, I'm being such a jackass or such a pain in the ass to him. They know, you know, they mean, I don't know how I'm bullshit. They know. A good portion of them, good portion of them are self-aware enough that they know. So when you catch them in this logic trap where they're like, they're thinking, shit, he's right. I did just say that. That doesn't make any sense. And they're, they're going to squirm. And they're going to try and flip around inside the argument. Well, when I said that, what I really meant was, you're going to say, well, I can't read your mind. So when you say X, I can only ex expect, understand, and I can only do this, then they will de-escalate. Okay, so... I statements are important. Express how you feel. Well, I felt attacked. I felt embarrassed. I felt like you were talking down to me. Keep it I, I, I. Because once you start going you, 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 anybody, male or female, 
shuts down and it stops becoming a discussion. It stops becoming a, an exchange of, of feelings and, and thoughts and stuff. So uh, actively listen. Like I said, don't just sit there waiting to talk, but you got to hear what the other person is saying. Uh, like I said, it works, works in your favor uh, two different ways. Also, you got to avoid blaming, you got to avoid shaming, and you got to avoid making assumptions, which are like <laughs> three really easy things to do, right? Blame, shame, and assume. Um, blame isn't going to get you anywhere. You know, you can blame her for, and it could be stuff she really did wrong, but nobody's got a time machine that I know about. So blaming somebody is not going to do any good. It's just going to compound. Um the the volatile situation in the discussion or the argument shame never shame anybody um shame is just like a horrible action and a horrible feeling or condition to put somebody in like i shamed her into feeling ashamed like don't do that that's such a power trip and you guys are better than that and lastly don't make assumptions Especially when you're thinking how another person uh, feels or what is their, their impetus, their drive for what they did. So, for example, I had a coworker once and she was real standoffish all of a sudden. And it's to the point where, like, on face value, it was just like she just didn't fucking like me anymore. And for a second, I'm like, man, well, did I do something? I must have said like, and then I flipped the other way. I'm like, well, she's just kind of being a, she's just being a jackass. And, and, oh, this is because I got that, that promotion. This is because I got that award. So I started going that way. And I'm like, whoa, 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 Jack, what are you doing? I'm making assumptions about what's going on in her head. So I, I did the weird thing. I just went up to her one day and said, hey, like, what's going on? Like, We've been communicating, you know, we talk like every day where we have fun with each other. Now you're just kind of, and then she told me and she had some shit going on, some personal stuff. And I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, girl, I thought I did something wrong. And so it opened up communication with us. It blew past her difficulty. Um, it actually deepened our, our friendship, our, our relationship, because she now knew she could talk to me. And we had now established that we could have an uncomfortable conversation when she's being difficult, you know? And so that, that was, it worked out. So, you know, with communication, especially, especially, I'm sorry, I cannot talk with a difficult woman, seek to understand the root cause of why she's acting the way she is. And if you just ask politely, but decisively, like, hey, we got into it last night, or you were, you know, I felt like I got snipped at last night, what was going on? What's going on? Is everything okay with you? What's up? Then you can kind of find a mutually beneficial solution. She might say, well, you know, you told that story about me once and it embarrasses me. And so, yeah, I may have snipped at you. And you could say, hey, I am sorry. I did not know that that was embarrassing. I felt like everybody knew that story, but I apologize and it won't happen again. And then watch how quickly you guys kind of move past that. Next step, practice emotional management. So interacting with a difficult female <laughs> can wear your ass out, right? It can be taxing as hell. Um, I don't care who she is. I don't care if you're dating her. I don't care if, if 
I don't care if you came out of her or if you're going back into her. <laughs> I don't care if it's your mom or a girl you're hooking up with. I don't care if it's your sister. I don't care if it's your cousin. I don't care if it, whoever she is, when she gets difficult, it can wear you out. A good friend of mine once told me that men are not built. We're not emotionally wired to engage our emotions to the level and frequency in which females do. So women can argue every day of the week, and it's no big deal. Guys, we have one argument, and for the next three weeks, we're like, fuck, I don't want to have to deal with this shit again. Women can get on an emotional roller coaster. Guys, we don't like roller coasters. It makes us throw up. So if you're engaging with a woman who's being difficult, uh, maybe she's being difficult in the moment. Maybe she's always difficult. It's going to tax you emotionally and physically, right? So first of all, it's damn important for you to ask yourself, is she worth it? You know, is she worth trying to work through this difficulty with? Um, it's important to also practice emotional management, right? So you don't burn out or just resent the hell out of her. Self-care, that's a magic word. You got to, you know, apply some. Do some stuff that you want to do, things that rejuvenate you, the things that revitalize you, okay? So maybe you had a, a meeting with her. She fucking wears you out. <laughs> you go to the coffee shop. Maybe she pisses you off. Um, you're not going to talk to her. I mean, you guys kind of patch shit up, but you don't, you're not talking to her as much for the next couple of days because she wore your ass out. Whatever you have to do, go exercise. Um, meditate, um, you know, write it down, whatever, go hang out with the guys, go hang out with easier females, <laughs> whatever you got to do to rejuvenate, to put some more, um, to make an emotional deposit into you, go do it, right? Because if you're emotionally taxed, that means you're tired. The world's not going to stop. You're going to be required to do some stuff, but when you're tired and you have to do some work, you're going to get irritable, right? And then you're difficult. So get some self-care. Also get some support from a friend or, you know, if it's a situation that is horribly difficult and you cannot get out of it and it's starting to, it's starting to uh, impact your overall lifestyle and well-being. Get a mental health professional, you know, talk to a counselor, talk to a therapist, talk to your EAP at, at your job, talk to HR. Um, you know, I mean, like people, we are social creatures and we're all connected. And one of us being difficult or not feeling good or being negative can quote unquote poison the next one. And we impact each other. Right. And so sometimes that's in a bad way. More, more times not in a good way, and I hope that's true. But, you know, if your life is being impacted by this difficult female to the point that it's beyond your capacity to address, get some professional help, okay? Next up, number five, um, consider ending the relationship if if necessary. So shit just ain't working, and, you know, you've been trying. And despite your best efforts, you know, not all relationships can be saved. Uh, not all of them can be fixed or improved. And this difficult woman continues to disregard your boundaries. Uh, she's not trying to 
address her failings and her, her issues in this relationship. And she just keeps doubling down on, on her bad behavior. Might be time to get out, partner. Might be time to say, fuck it. And if you, you know, obviously, if it's a romantic relationship, you might have to break up with her. If it's a work relationship, you know, and you guys are coworkers, maybe you talk to your supervisor and say, hey, I can't work with her anymore. If it's a boss, well, there's a chain of command if you got a bad boss that you have to report people to. So don't think that you're just stuck in this bad situation, in this relationship with a difficult woman who is making your life completely difficult, right? So your safety and your well-being should always be your closure. Um, either through therapy or self-reflection or talking to a friend or whatever, but definitely uh, don't stay in a bad place. And something that somebody always told me, don't stay where you're not wanted. And I really do love that. So once again, guys, catch me on YouTube at Game On With Jack, patreon.com slash Game On With Jack, Twitter at Game On With Jack, the brand new player shop, Game On With Jack.shop. And as always, keep it sexy and game on.